0: okay, you ready to start this show? Uh, your host of the evening is a really funny dude. Um, I forgot his last name, but
1: I've seen him before. He's really funny. Uh, give it up for Mike. Coming to you live on tape from The lucky 13th floor of a commercial high-rise in beautiful Beverly Hills, adjacent California. From the studios of Sirius XM West, boasting an obstructed view of the world-famous Hollywood side, this is The Tully Show. I am your host, Mike Tully. Joining me today, a father figure to all of us on The Jason Ellis Show, and in some sense I'm sure a father figure to his three children. Hello and welcome, Will Pendarvis. I didn't
0: know you did that live. That whole,
1: hey, from the building.
0: I thought that was on tape or something.
1: So you've listened to the show before? Yes, yes, I've heard it. Um, I do. I'm ready for the probing Barbara Walters type questions you're going to (laughs) ask. She is well known for her probes. (laughs) 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 Um, uh, I have to do it because I change the guest every time. Oh, it would be It would be weird to, yeah. And if you ever do it with like a cold or something, a voice comes in and just goes, "The guy from Saturday Night Live, (laughs) (laughs) joining me today, a tremendous celebrity. You have seen him in films. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's good. Oh boy. Okay, we got to talk. All right, Um, we got to do. Ready? I'm I'm, I'm having a tough time. Will. What's going on? I got a baby. That's pretty much. Yeah, that that sucks in many ways. It's just so fucking relentless, dude. Mm-hmm. I finally, and then I can't sleep. Of course, but no, like, no, I, oh, like I am having trouble sleeping. Yeah, that's the worst. I I was so I was so tired yesterday. I contemplated taking a nap during a break of the Jason Ellis show. <laughs> I seriously, that's bad. I've never ever thought of that, but it's fine, you know. And I, it's it's three hours, and you have some coffee, and you can mm-hmm. talk, and you make some. Sometimes you end up accidentally denying uh, the the theory of evolution. But for the most part it works out. I went to bed last night. I finally went to sleep at 12:15. And mm-hmm. when I looked at my clock, it was I think 12:23 when the baby had started crying. Mm, that's and then a good one. She was up for a couple hours. Well, look, I've had sleep disorders my entire life
0: and you know, for my kid, I would wake up with my eyes open and walk around the room and do stuff in my sleep and I've always had a hard time going to sleep waking up, you know, every every facet of sleep I've had a problem with, and sometimes you do find yourself doing important things and kind of nodding off. Driving comes to mind, and of course, that's the worst time ever to, you know, wake up and you're going, you know, 60 miles an hour down a median of a highway or something. That's happening to you? Yeah, yeah, it has, and and uh, I mean, it's terrible. I don't want to be a bummer or anything, but when I was a kid, my older brother had friends who were in a band, and the guy driving the van fell asleep, and it it killed basically everybody except for one person and uh, that was, you know, just on tour. They weren't drunk or anything. They fell asleep, so it is a a dangerous thing, but when you're talking about just, you know, hanging out, doing work kind of stuff, I mean... I've fallen asleep during conference calls and started snoring into the phone. That's not good when the vice president of the company's on the line.
1: Did you ever compose of falling asleep on the air? That seems like it would be almost impossible to do. I right? have. Okay, I was going to say, and yet Mike Francesa famously fell asleep. Oh yeah, yeah. Mike and the Mad Dog, you know Mike and the Mad yes. Dog guy. Yeah, yeah. Because now everybody's got a TV show to go with there. He's on the local sports station in New York, and he, you know, I don't think people would have known otherwise. God knows how many times he's done this over the years where he's listening to a caller and he's fully, he's fully nodded off like grandpa style.
0: (laughs) I fell asleep very early on in my career and I think it's the only time I've done it i I talk in my sleep anyway my kids think well, it's that works out. yeah my kids think it's hilarious because you know they'll come up and say something weird to <laughs> me like the dolphins coming out of the cloud and I'll be like well we gotta get the dolphin out of the cloud mm-hmm. um can so, we make this a bit <laughs> I don't know yeah I'll fall asleep and record myself <laughs>
1: no I'll just we'll just knock you out on, on uh, air and then interview yeah, you
0: yeah it'd be great uh but I was on the air and one of the 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 head sales guy was listening. This is very early in my career and he just said I started mumbling and then he heard nothing. <laughs> and he was like, "I got to get down there." So he drove to the station. He came up to the studio door, which was made out of glass, and he looked through and I was just laying back in the chair, limp, and he thought someone had come in and killed me. <laughs> <laughs> I woke up to him just gently
1: knocking on the door because he was oh, afraid my. to come in the room. Right, and disturb a crime scene. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or perhaps be assassinated himself. And I was
0: just like, well, I got my bearings. And I was like, and we'll be back or whatever. And, you know. Yeah, pro's pro. Yeah,
1: totally. <laughs> Even when he's <laughs> asleep. Did you hear about a guy went in and uh, shot somebody, I think, I don't know if they were on air, but they were like a DJ who was on the radio. Yeah. And uh, that seems like it was a personal thing. I would probably not be bringing this up if it were, you know. Well, I mean, I had... Um, I, oh, I, you've. I forgot you've also been nearly yeah, murdered on the air. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> actually a couple of times. Uh, but yeah, no, the police caught a guy who was coming up to the radio station with multiple guns
1: and he was determined to kill me. Um, this is obviously not a sane person, but exactly how crazy was this person?
0: Well, pretty crazy because really what started it was a simple fun on the air conversation about, you know, Alabama versus Auburn. <laughs> so, you know, that's uh you gotta be pretty crazy to go that nuts over something like that.
1: Yeah, well But I... people today seem to be more inclined mm-hmm. to do that sort of thing. I yeah. mean people tribalism is man, people really love their tribe. Yeah,
0: and and it seems like they treat it Everything like uh, sports, you know. They it's more important for me to score points in mm-hmm. an argument than it is for me to have a rational conversation about something.
1: Right, right. I actually feel like we at some point it happens so quickly we didn't even notice that. I think if somebody, you know, I don't want to talk about politics, but that very often what you're talking about this phenomenon we're discussing applies to politics. I feel like if you were to simply say, "Hey, man, why are you getting so worked up about this?" would be like a record scratch moment of like of course I'm worked up about this. I don't need, I don't need to defend me being incredibly worked up about liberals or Trump. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, just to attack the basic premise of is this of course we've all got our thoughts and opinions and feelings about whatever, but is this worth getting so upset about? Of course uh, yeah, apparently in everybody's opinion everything really is worth getting that worked up about.
0: And I love
1: a good debate
0: right. about something.
1: And, and I- we've almost kind of lost those. It's it's it, because people can't everybody everybody gets is so is so firmly entrenched in where they are and uh uh so um astonished that anybody has not arrived at the exact same conclusion as them that it becomes a deal breaker to i can't even talk to you if you don't agree with everything i say right
0: <laughs> one i mean and also uh, how about this if you even question someone's outrage, then you become a target because how could you question the outrage uh, at this subject? You know, if you even say, why is this yes. so important that you're getting outraged? You you become a target because you're standing up for that thing that I'm outraged about. <laughs> I it's, know. It's, it's really insane and people don't have any, they seem to have lost all... Ability to um, rationally approach any subject, anything that's controversial Mm -hmm. whatsoever, I've made up my mind and I'm not hearing anything else.
1: I want to, we'll change the subject in a second. I want to fucking stop touching the third rail, but I can't stop (laughs) touching this third rail because it, some, yeah, last week, I think it was last week. Boy, man, I am. I don't know what's crazier, that I have no idea what the fuck is going on, or that I know that I'm closer to the beginning of, I don't know what the fuck's going on (laughs) land than I am to the end. This is going on for at least four months. It's going to be a fucking wild, crazy ride. But um, I think it was last week I had a guy on the show who had been um, like a liberal podcaster, commentator, talking head on MSNBC kind of guy. And all I wanted to talk to him about was how people who get on TV and yell about well this side this side this side are like the ruin of our nation so i actually found myself arguing against things i believe in to the extent that i was making the case for the um uh for making abortion illegal <laughs> right and somebody wrote to me and they're just like i can't fucking deal with you anymore you are such a fucking raging california liberal and it is it is so Fucking something I would actually really like to do with this show because, to the extent that this show has any point at all, because I don't see anybody else really doing it, is just to have a conversation about agreeing on facts and where is the center of these two polar opposites. And maybe it's just that there's a silent majority that, not in the world, but at least that listens to this show that agrees with that and has an interest in having that conversation and hearing that conversation. I think it's almost therapeutic to be reminded that there is a rational conversation that can be had about matters yes. that affect all of us. Absolutely. And it's just the outliers who just can't fucking, that's their third rail. They can't hear the word Trump and not tweet at somebody. They can't hear the word liberal and not tweet at somebody. Right. But it's um it's maddening and it's it's saddening. It
0: is. And I, I believe that we got here the moment they started putting advertisements in news, when they made that decision to, to not have network news
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, be a separate uh, organization from, you know, entertainment. 100%. Uh, because then news needed to be exciting. It's to, the movie network. Yeah, just so, absolutely. So now it. we need ratings, right. and to get ratings, we need to talk about the most salacious things. We need to make things controversial, and then uh, came this whole other breed of person who is an actor, someone who goes on uh, radio or television, pretends to be ultra liberal, ultra conservative, and spews all this stuff. Though, and that would be fine, except for the fact that there are people who believe. Hey, it's on the radio. It's on television. It must be true, and that's—I uh, believe—that's how we got here, as divided as we are.
1: Well, that—and it turns out that because those people predate the internet by quite a lot, mm-hmm. but it turns out that the uh, internet is a, a, a an ideal accelerant for that plane.
0: Well, yeah, and. and... <sighs> Part of it is because we, for the longest time, people felt like they had no outlet for actual justice for anything. You know? If somebody uh, is a complete asshole to you in traffic and flips you off and throws an egg at your car and then rips off your car antenna or whatever and runs away, you can't really do anything about that. You call the cops and say, hey, some dude ripped off my antenna. But. Now, you know, I can film that person and everybody can track him down and that person can lose his job and we can all get revenge on people.
1: Do you ever have that feeling? Um, I went to uh, the UFC fights the other night and I don't know what the situation, I kind of understand alcohol is obviously a big part of it. But there was a guy who was directing traffic outside of a parking lot. So he's a parking lot attendant. He has no legal authority. <laughs> but it was crazy traffic. Everybody getting that twenty thousand people coming out of um, a venue. So he was like letting a few cars go and then stopping them and letting a few out of the light. And there was this guy who got out of uh, of his of, of a passenger seat of the car, and he had. Long blonde hair and horn rim glasses and some of the shortest shorts a man has worn since, like, the dawn of the 80s. And he was hell-bent on picking a fight with the poor parking attendant that he was a head taller than. And so many cameras came out. And I was like, oh, my God. This... This is going to be the thing everybody is going to be watching and talking about tomorrow. This is the actual live action that will become, yeah. and people go, "Well, actually, you see, you got to understand—is this guy here is fucking with this guy and that guy?" And I'm like, "Oh my god, I'm actually in the middle of this reality." Yes,
0: absolutely.
1: Um, speaking of calling the cops, I started calling the cops on somebody yesterday. Is this am I am I a bad person or am I a raging pussy for not having done this? Sooner? Okay. So there's um, a guy – I live in a neighborhood that's – it's like actually so quiet and um, it's funny. Everybody in L.A. wants to live in L.A. and then wants to live as far away from people as possible. It's the the weird paradox Mm -hmm. of It's like, oh, it's the great. It's fucking so quiet. I don't see a single other person in the middle of the city that we all chose to live in. And I live at like the end of the end of the end of a cul-de-sac kind of thing. So it's kind of a perfect place for people to come by and park the car and smoke weed. And in this case, it's a perfect place for a guy to, like, live in his car pretty much, excuse me, full time. And I don't know what the law is, but I imagine he knows what the law is. So he's smart enough that he kind of alternates between, like, three different houses. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, so he's never, he has not been in front of my house for a month. But his car barely operates, and he'll kind of just hang out in there with all the windows rolled down. It's been really hot, given to sometimes just hanging out in a pair of short shorts, like the guy almost got into the fight at the UFC. Mm -hmm. And like yesterday when I came home, uh, and he doesn't acknowledge us. like He'll just pretend he doesn't see us or whatever, um, even when we park directly in front of him or behind him or whatever. And when I came home yesterday, he was listening to – I'm going to sound very old here. He was listening to some sort of broadcast, Will, that had profanity. It was not just like a song that had a drop in death bomb. It was some sort of thing that had people saying, well, so I'm fucking blah, blah, blah. Pretty loud. I got a kid. I have like, kids. Like this show, for example. Could be. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. For example, listening to something like this show, mm-hmm. and he had like a tray in front of him. Like a little, it looked like a thing. Remember when you go to like a, like a drive-in restaurant, the little trays they'd give yeah. you? Yeah. it's like about that size tray. And I believe he was, I believe he was breaking up some sort of drugs. May have been marijuana hmm. in front of him. When I got home, and this is... Stems and seeds? Yeah, splitting up. And I don't have any problem with listening to things with profanity or sitting in your car or smoking weed or anything, but when is when is too much when somebody is just, like, chilling, living their life, smoking weed on the curb in front of your house? And I have actually um, not called the police on him for, for, for a couple of months for two reasons. First of all, and this is the gullible you know, bleeding heart part of me, I'm like, this guy probably doesn't want to live in his car. Right. He's not hurting anybody. Um, you know, how many stories do you hear about so-and-so man, it got so bad. I was living in my car. I don't want to be the dick who's making that even more difficult for him. And B, because I'm afraid that if I, cause he has friends that sometimes hang out with him. It's like, you know, I've made the joke in my standup that not only is he like living in the, in his car in front of my house, he's actually quite a bit of a homebody guess like <laughs> doesn't feel the need to like get out much. He has people, he has, he has, people yeah, he, over. He entertains a lot. Right. He, has, he entertains quite a bit. Right. And I would not want to be... Um, So far, um, you know, uh, um, letting sleeping dogs lie and I'm afraid that if I called the cops, perhaps there would be some retaliation on, you know, keying a car or something like Mm -hmm. that. But now I'm actually moving out of my home and actually as like a public service to the people who are moving into my home, I figure I can call the cops on the guy now and just say, do you want to just knock on his window and say maybe you need to spread out the places that you're staying? Mm -hmm. You know, you need to move beyond this block to just live in your car and smoke weed and listen to profanity. Um, Is that? Am I a pussy for having waited months to do this? No, because look, I think it's good to be kind to people.
0: Um, yeah, you are kind of a pussy, but but I think the right thing to do in that situation, and who knows, who am I? You're the person. Should I talk in that to situation. a man to man? Yeah, I think you should say, "Hey, man, uh, just so you know, um, man, it's you got to pick another place to live." You mm-hmm. know. Um, And if he reacts favorably to that, awesome. And if he doesn't, then you can call the cops and feel pretty good about it.
1: Okay, that's good advice. I should have talked to you a couple months ago. <laughs> <clears throat> so you do news on The Ellis Show, but of course sometimes there's news that uh, you don't get to, news that I don't get to. So we've got some news here.
0: Yeah, I actually... I, I know you think that we're talking about something controversial, but I actually kind of wanted to talk about the controversy itself, mm-hmm. and I wanted to give you some scenarios. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the first one is- I love
1: scenarios.
0: You know, um, I saw this headline, and it was about the government uh, ripping the baby out of uh, mom and dad's arms. Okay. So naturally, your natural go-to place is, well, that ain't right. They're not supposed to do that. right. But as it turns
1: out, this is in- uh, Well, I don't know that. you got to tell me more.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, in Lansing, Michigan, uh, this couple, they had uh, an infant daughter who died. And it was because they would not give their child medical treatment for this certain disease that the child had. and For religious reasons? Yes, for religious reasons. And thing is, they, they had another kid. And the kid had the same condition, and someone called the cops and said, "Hey, these people have another kid; the same thing's going to happen." So, yeah, uh, child services or whoever stepped in and took the kid away, and the kid's getting the medical treatment that it needs now. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you know that that's just a perspective that
1: can change your mind about the government taking kids away from their parents. You know, well, I I don't think there's. I think people always want blanket answers to things, and I think that their life is way more messy than that. There's, I, I don't think there would be because I, I could imagine a different, more straightforward scenario, mm-hmm. where I support separating, uh, kids from their parents, and that's if the parents have horrendous drug problems, and are known to be negligent to their kids and negligent to themselves. You know, you, I'm not saying you got to take that baby away, but I, I um personally knew very well somebody who had to be separated from their parents because of their parents' drug problem. And I think that person, as who's an adult now, and me, for based on what I've heard, agree strongly that, yeah, the parents were unfit parents and they couldn't have the kid. It's got to be a case-by-case basis yeah. because um,
0: you my, know, I, mm-hmm. my kid uh, at school, he did something bad. He failed a test or whatever, and the teacher was like, i got to call your parents and tell them about this. And my kid said... Uh, don't call my parents they'll kill me and from that I had a visit from child services yeah and, and to come talk to the kid alone and make sure everything's cool and I guess That's good that that happens, but, you know, you can also see a scenario where, you know, uh, if they're that zero tolerance on stuff where that could kind of get out of hand.
1: Well, do you know what? I read an article one time that's about this, and it's also about the larger conversation we've been having here, and it's perfect. I think it was about the state of Massachusetts that was just a perfect case study for this phenomenon where, like, every seven to ten years, something happens where— there's some kid that's completely neglected, and government officials go by, and it's totally obvious, and any objective idiot could tell this kid's got to be separated from these parents, and nothing is done, and something horrible happens to the kid. The kid ends up dying one way or another, and there is Outrage. Tabloid outrage. Local political outrage. Grandstanding becomes a political football. They pass a whole bunch of local laws that it makes it a lot easier for them to take away kids. And then within seven to ten years, there's inevitably some instance where some kid gets taken away that never, ever, 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 ever (laughs) should have been taken away. Any idiot could tell. Politicians rush to the scene, tabloids, pundits, what have you. Nowadays, internet, and they flip the laws again, and it just goes back and forth and back and forth.
0: You're right, and and look in in my situation, you know, the headline could have been, uh, you know, child says my parents are going to kill me, right? And the school didn't, and nothing. now he's dead. Yeah, exactly, and, yeah, right.
1: exactly. To um, see the religious one, dude, that's really. <sighs> I'm glad I'm not the one who has to make that call because I'm just not at a point like I am not religious and I consider it fairly laughable to make important like biological decisions on the basis of religion. But I 100% respect everybody's right to whatever their religious beliefs are. And the crazy ones, it seems like the crazier they are, the more deeply held they are. And if it's really tough for me to sign on because what you're suggesting. The only other uh, you know option here is that the government can tell people you have to put this chemical in your baby, despite the fact that God told you not to do it. Unless you can, right, right. unless you can really demonstrate that these are two. Clinically insane people and then that's a whole other set of well who are you to tell me I'm insane. Right, right. There's no objective there's no you know, we don't we don't have a fucking flu test for you know for an AIDS test for insane. Right. That's really, really tough. Like if push comes to shove, take that baby away, but I don't feel good about it.
0: Right. No uh, The you're...
1: drug the drug parents I feel fine about.
0: No, you you're right, but I mean in either case you you have People who are welcome to do whatever they want to to themselves. But when you talk about mm-hmm. uh, children, they're dependent on other people to make decisions for them. Maybe that child would not make that decision for themselves. Yeah. And you have to do whatever it takes to, um, you know, keep the kid healthy until it's old enough to decide what it wants to do for itself.
1: Well, once it's born, because people make the complete opposite. Argument about unborn babies.
0: No, I know. And look at all these subjects where you, you want to talk about gun control, abortion, all these things.
1: I do. I, I do I, want to talk about no, those things. No. <laughs> I
0: absolutely understand exactly uh, what goes on, and and all of these. Such, I see the other side, in these. Uh, oh fuck uh, yeah! Uh, I respect
1: the other side. Absolutely, yeah.
0: Very smart people have thought about these things for a long time mm-hmm. and come to a conclusion that's different than mine.
1: And that's why it's just so. And I'm gonna fucking touch that rail again. You know, when I see somebody retweet just so they can, you know, she's like a, a straw man. Is it Tommy Lauren? Tammy Lauren, whatever the fuck her name is. She's like the, the younger, cuter, bimbo are uh, Ann Coulter. Okay. <laughs> you know, that I don't even know if it was real her saying like, oh, I went to San Francisco and saw someone doing a line off the pavement which is like you just have no idea how drugs work if you think anybody's <laughs> ever done a line off the pavement <laughs> but she's like it's a shame what liberals have done to this city like it, I, can, I can really go so far as to say that if you can just say liberals if you can just say conservatives like you don't know what the fuck you're talking about if you honestly believe that there aren't like smart uh, you know who's great did you ever, did you, i don't know if you how often you listen to this show that guy um, Kami Akavon from Uh, procon.org, the organization that's just devoted to laying out both sides. I'm sure that was offensive to some people, that we laid out the pros and cons of every political argument. I was really happy to hear him say, I I think he's a liberal guy, he wouldn't say, but I think it's fair, I'm going to put those words in his mouth, that his life's work is now laying out the pros and cons of every argument, and I'm like, do you find ultimately at the end of the day one side's argument holds more water consistently than the other? And he said, I honestly cannot, no, I do not believe that that is true. It's just philosophical differences. Yeah, you right. Know?
0: But also, um, it, the notion that you have to be one or the other really drives me insane, too. Because, yeah. I look, I've been a registered independent ever since I could register to vote. And there are things that I uh, love about the Republican platform, things I love about what the What do you Democratic. love about the
1: Republican platform?
0: I, I like the idea of small government. Uh, I think uh, the government takes in way too much of our money and wastes... A ton of it. Yes. Um, so, fiscally, I'm I'm along the lines of Republicans. Socially, social issues, I'm more along the lines of uh, Democrats. Fiscal
1: and- conservative, social liberal. Yeah, yeah. I, look.
0: I think it's America. I think we should be free to do whatever we want as long as we're not infringing on anyone else's rights. So, it probably leans more towards the um, libertarian thing or something. Right?
1: They're starting to look really good, aren't they? Yeah.
0: I mean, well, anything's going to look good besides. You but know, I think the two they're look,
1: But I think they're. Yeah. I guess. You're, I guess you're right. Yeah. No, they certainly boy yeah and and that's the other thing is you can you can criticize the other side all you want but if the if if by implication you are saying whereas my side is good hmm. then i nobody nobody has a like to stand on there nobody's side looks good at all at the moment
0: yeah and i'll i'll argue uh my case on individual subjects but you know um, everybody's got their point. Everybody's got their own side, and and I think the sooner that we all realize that and learn to speak to each other in some kind of civil manner, the the better off we'll be.
1: But is that going to happen? You know, I read this thing the other day where there's a guy who is Italian politics are. I mean, famously, just if you think they make American politics look tame and sane by comparison. There's a guy who he's I don't know really who to compare him to. He's not in charge of Italy right now, but he sort of emerged as a sort of kingmaker because they always have like a bunch of different parties. So it's always like coalition governments. This guy is uh, nationalist and demagogic and stuff like that. And he walks around all day. His signature thing is his iPad. And he, like, tweets, like, all day, every day. And he literally, as he's going, is getting, he has some, like, uh, analytics guy from, like, one of their best universities who's constantly analyzing the reaction to his tweets. And he's constantly contouring the tweets that he's personally putting out as he goes through his day, based on the reaction that he is—that this guy is telling him—here's what the here's what these people are responding to. Wow! And it's such a deeply cynical way of doing politics, and it is such an incredibly smart way of doing politics. Sure. And if that guy's already figured that out, is it possible we're already we're already fucked? I mean I'm I I'm like a real optimistic person and we always think we're fucked and we're never we're never really fucked. But sooner or later you actually are fucked. Yeah. And I don't think we're currently fucked, but is it possible that we the beginning of us being fucked has actually already happened and we're already slip sliding away?
0: I I, I, I look I'm Uh, Optimistic to a point, uh, I'm naive, you know. Right, 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 right. I'm stupidly optimistic. And I feel like, you know, the the pendulum just swings back and forth. I love that idea. And I feel like uh, after we go so far in one extreme, um, we've got to come back in the other direction at some point.
1: Right, 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 right. And that's always kind of the thing with. dystopian stuff and science fiction stuff it always ends up telling you so much more about the time that it's made in than it does about the future because all that stuff ever does is it assumes whatever the given excesses of a a moment are that we will continue hurtling down that path and it will become and that's why they always end up really dated is because the world changes and doesn't not only doesn't not only stops moving in that direction moves in the exact opposite direction you know I'm thinking of like well, I guess Natural Born Killers wasn't that, that far off. Right. But it just, Natural Born Killers is the the example that comes to my sleep-battled brain of, like, this is, this is of the moment, this is where we're going, and we're just going to keep sprinting in that direction. Right,
0: right. But, you know, look at, uh, you know, 1984. I mean, that, to me, that's fairly spot on. Yeah. In, in the way that, you know, we have... Instead of like the government putting listening devices in our homes, we put our the listening devices in our homes. We put the yeah. you know the Amazon <laughs> Puck or the Siri, and I mean you know it's when you are talking to a friend about hey, you know I got to get a new uh, boiler for the basement or whatever, and suddenly you have advertisements for boilers on your on your smartphone. I mean you know that's that's kind of crazy. Yeah, I mean, we invited big brother into our homes.
1: yeah it's yeah there's two different paths to this there's ours and there's china's because that was always george orwell's my favorite writer ever i've read every word he's ever written that was published without a doubt probably more than once in most cases and i was always like yeah but how are you gonna have the manpower to monitor all these people that's the only problem is if it's 24 hours a day you need two or three people per person it's you know that the apparatus just collapses under its own weight and that's what's one of the many things that's scary about this moment is you no longer need the manpower oh. when you can have AI to, to do so much of the, the busy work for you. And um China on the other hand, when uh they had their rise and people are like, that's oh, bad if they're totally powerful and rich and functional and still, you know, not autocratic. But you know what communist And uh, people are like, well, I mean, as they get money, it's just going to work itself out. I mean, what are you going to do? Hire like a million people to just read the internet all day and scrub things? And you know what? Yep. That's what (laughs) they did. That's for sure what they did. And it's working reasonably well. Wow. Uh,
0: Yeah. I mean, mean, look, before uh, AI even, you know, we we found out the uh, NSA was, you you know, monitoring our phone calls in whatever way. Uh, looking at that data and being able to pick out yeah things that are suspicious or whatever. AI, AI just takes that to a whole nother level. Yeah. Especially with all the information that's available. When you combine the data from your um, you know, card that you used to shop with and all the stuff you say around Siri and Alexa and all that, and uh, with your Netflix purchases or things that you watched and your what you're looking at on TV and everything else, everything that you've ever emailed or gotten in your email, I mean, all your location, your speed, all of that information is out there. And I talked to a friend of mine the other day who works in big data, and he was working on the system to combine all of these things into one the motherland, yeah. And if AI gets a gander at that, I mean, look, AI is already you know reasonably predicting you know how long you have left to live, you know. So, I mean, just think of the things that you'll be able to know about yourself. AI will know way more about you than you do.
1: Okay, I want to question that. Okay, because I'm, I'm glad that you landed there because I was already going to ask you this. I don't maybe i'm uh this is my ego's out of control i don't probably i don't <laughs> i don't really believe that um no matter how smart the targeted ad is that they can consistently make me buy things that i don't actually want or kind of need
0: well, then maybe,
1: and maybe 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 there's maybe there's people who are more gullible to that sort of stuff than I am, or maybe I'm more gullible than I than I realize. That's pretty much what I'm asking you. But like, if I am in the market for, uh, you know, I'm just moving and I need some stuff for my new home. I'm in the market for stuff, and if somebody's gonna get like, I need a here you go, phone. I'll throw you a bone. I need to get uh, some faucets. Right. Yeah. Okay. For sure. If if they take that information and go, woo, look at this faucet. Ooh, we got the <laughs> deals on faucets. Yes. Well, now we're talking. But I am in the market for. Faucets.
0: No, totally. If they just
1: go, listen, bro, you don't even realize it, but you want a giraffe. Like, no, don't. I don't think they can do that. No, to me. I, I don't either. But
0: uh, you have pretty to, cute, though. You have to understand how much your environment, the things you see, all of that uh, influences the choices that you make. So while you may not get a giraffe, you may get a certain type of faucet. You, you know, it's like yeah. it's like um, styles. You look at a new style. You look at like a guy with a man bun, or you look at you know skinny jeans or whatever and you laugh it off but you know a year down the road all of a sudden you find yourself with a man bun in your skinny
1: jeans I had a girlfriend one time it was one of the smartest things I've ever heard somebody say she's just like something got hot and she's like I hate that I'm gonna like them yeah I was like what are you talking about she's like that, that's the stupidest shit ever and I know in 18 months I'm gonna have that and I'm gonna have to talk myself into it
0: right It happens. Yeah. So you're influenced so much by all of the things around you that, you know, your ideas are also
1: influenced, you know? Yeah. Uh, I could go one way with this, but I know you have more stuff. What do you got?
0: I, I, you know, I, I, just a, a, a few things that I had found on the internet, and and really all of them kind of boiled down to this one thing, and 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 that is that that without all of the information, it's hard to make a, a decision on something. Or, I disagree,
1: or, but you, I'm willing to listen to you. Okay, look,
0: yeah. yes, we all have opinions, and that's different. Um, and, and I'll tell you why, because. Nowadays, opinions turn into action very easily, and uh, we've seen that happen time and time again with, you know, who uh, permit patties-type people who are, uh, you know, somebody films them doing something. We see, you know, about 30 seconds, a few minutes of their lives. You hate this. I gather this about you. We make this determination that this person needs to be punished way beyond what any court would consider to be cruel and unusual. We are going to take away that person's livelihood. We're going to make it where they can't work anywhere again. We're going to
1: make sure that their family
0: and friends are harassed.
1: It's a scarlet letter.
0: That doesn't come off. It's a scarlet tattoo that we put on these right.
1: people. I think the scarlet letter, I think they had to wear that forever too. Did they? I don't know. I thought it came off after a while. I never. But, read. I was supposed to.
0: Read.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know everybody was. I know there was a scene where be more masturbated in a bathtub in the movie version. That's pretty much the extent of what I know about. <laughs> All I know is the cliff note parts. <laughs> pretty, pretty much. <laughs> but, right. It's funny, yeah, because we don't uh, we don't believe in cruel and unusual punishment, but the internet sure does. Yeah, and that's without a trial. Right.
0: A- a- there's a video um, that is readily available online, and I look. I, I don't know what state it is or anything, but you you watch the police. Crew cruiser footage, and um, what you see is, you know, a little bit of a car chase, and then... A uh, black guy gets out of the car and is walking away from the cops, and the cop just shoots him in the back, blam, 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 for no reason. Got to get that guy. You're absolutely uh, positive of that. Then you look at the other police car uh, video, and that police car video shows that the actu- actually the guy turns around and aims a weapon at the cop before the cop shoots him. He's got to get that okay. guy. Okay. Now it's justified then you find out that this guy didn't have a weapon he had a cell phone and then it becomes more blurry what happens in that situation i thought it was a gun the cop thought it was a gun he thought his life was in danger you know every you stop the information at any point and you come to a different conclusion about what should happen in that situation and without all of the information how are we how are we taking away people's livelihoods. And I have a couple of examples here, Um, and uh, I'll start with this one. Um, mm -hmm -hmm. Ah, this guy uh, named Pete, he's a Hispanic male, met his sister at a Domino's to pick up pizzas, and when he arrived at the Domino's, he found his sister was very upset, He asked why she was crying. She pointed at the pizza box. On the side, in the place where the customer's name goes, someone had written, Beaner. He took a photo of the box, posted it to social media, and people became outraged. Right. Uh, Domino's then cleared it up, um, saying it was all a misunderstanding, and here's why. A guy, whose name is Mike Beaner, had come in the day before, ordered a pizza, changed his mind on what kind of pizza he wanted, so they put the box back in the stack. He wanted a different size pizza. The Look, it, this actually happened. The video of it and everything is there. Some news outlets interviewed and Mike And they contacted Piener. Mike Piener. Yes, they did. So, you know, without all the information, uh-huh. you could say, yeah, no, let's boycott, let's burn the store down,
1: but... At what point do people just need to... Just changed their last name. I just uh, saw another thing with a guy who was like a so and so coon. And it's like, if you're Hitler, you change your last name. There's certain last names that anybody would have changed, but I wouldn't want to live on the edge like that.
0: Yeah, no. I wouldn't want to
1: be every time, you know, a. uh, Look, look, I have. uh, I have a, a an email address that was inspired by a, a really arcane um Chinese treat that I saw one time in New York's Chinatown, mm-hmm. and for, I just use it as my email address for whenever it's shit that I don't want to be mm-hmm. bothered at. And there have been so many times that people, and it gets worse and worse as time goes on, and as people have gotten more and more sensitive um, and vocal about their sensitivity, that uh, you know someone's like, okay, I just want to confirm the email that we have on file, and I'm just like, man, one of these days I got to go around to all these dumb companies and change this because it's it's just uncomfortable, needlessly. Yeah,
0: you know, if if Tully all of a sudden became a nasty name for uh, irish people i'll do it i'll do <laughs> yeah. it
1: i'm out. i'm out really? I yeah, I, oh, yeah yeah no no i don't what your, your hey hey i was name. i was this before that thing got yeah i don't have any problem with that i'm going to go with the flow kind of guy well I, you know I'm, i want i want to be clear by the way about the the email address it's it's uh it's white fungus which is um it's like a um, like fruit cocktail Okay, I found a can of it one time in Chinatown. Thought,
0: it sounds like your DJ name or something. It's
1: white. <laughs> I know <laughs> it just seemed funny to me at the time. I'm Sure, people can easily find this online. It's like uh, it's it's like it's white fungus inside, like uh, corn syrup that sounds delicious <laughs> and so i just made white fungus my email address then i just started using that for all these this shit that i don't want to be bothered at and it's uncomfortable for me in this day and age when somebody calls me like i just want to confirm your you know your in some this accent or that accent you are white fungus and i'm like well yeah yes, well, I, am. Well, there's like, an example. yes
0: I am look look changing your email address yeah. is easy right changing your last name is difficult and yet Still, you have not changed your email address.
1: You're right. You're right. So Mm -hmm.
0: I can see where people. You
1: do you, Mike (laughs) Beaner.
0: I can see where people (laughs)
1: might be hesitant.
0: Uh, In Melbourne, uh, Melbourne, Australia, at a Target store, uh, a woman saw a creepy guy there. He was hanging out in the kids' department, taking cell phone pictures of children. Uh, She turned the tables on him. She took his picture, posted it to Facebook in hopes he would be caught. Uh, in her post, she said the mo- woman, the man was a creep, uh, the internet was all too happy to jump in. Uh, on the other side of things...
1: Wait, wait, wait. So you're going to say now he, something is going to be revealed yes. that is going to absolve him?
0: Yeah. If you look at the other story, if you look at his
1: story, right.
0: here's a guy. Mm-hmm. He's on a business trip. He's in Melbourne. Uh, <laughs> and, As the
1: locals call it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like Nowlins. Uh And he is getting some stuff for his kids, and he sees a giant um, uh, Darth Vader thing, because it's around May 4th. May, May the 4th be with you. Love so that. He takes a selfie in front of the giant Darth Vader thing and sends it to his kids. Within five minutes, he was already getting emails, and by the time he got to the place where he was going to do business, all hell had broken loose, and he he was getting death threats,
1: because he was a creepy guy, Oh, since he pedophile. took a selfie, the mom interpreted that as that he was yes. focusing out, not back at himself? Correct. Wow, because there's a book, right, Shame, I think it's called, about, about this phenomenon, the very early um, uh, days of this phenomenon, and the... Uh, like, the patient zero of this is the woman who, what, flies to Africa? Yes. And before she flies, she says something like, you know, what, like, hope I don't get AIDS in Africa, just kidding, I'm white, or something yeah. Something horrible. It was a horrible joke, you know? I, I don't think so, but go ahead.
0: I mean, I think it's, I, I, I believe she was trying to make a a, a point, mm-hmm. like, you know, look, you uh, it, this is a problem and people aren't paying as much attention to it because it's only affecting
1: black people in africa. Okay. That's but, but yeah. hey,
0: that's you know my take, who knows.
1: It could be interpreted as being in poor taste what she okay. said in and um and that's one of the problems with the internet is everything is relies so much on brevity that it, it lacks the critical context. Right. You know. Um so right, so in the time it takes for her to fly to africa which you know takes a minute she, yeah like her life is essentially ruined by the time she turns her phone back on there were
0: people this... waiting at the airport for for her right when she landed right because they knew that she was on a flight they figured it all out yeah and they were waiting for her to see her reaction when she gets off the plane and knows that her life was ruined
1: and now you're and now you're saying that essentially the same thing had happened to a guy who takes a selfie with Darth Vader
0: yeah and I think it continues to happen and there look there there's a guy um who lost his business every, you know, that he had built up over years um, because, as he says, he made an awful mistake and he doesn't know how to explain it and it's ruined his life and he chose the wrong words. But he drove two miles out of his way to follow a black guy to his house where he proceeded to talk about All you people think you're entitled and called him the N word several times. And all this is on video with his face in the window of the truck that he's driving and underneath him, his name, the name of his business, the telephone number, everything.
1: Kind of say it looks bad for this guy so far.
0: Yeah, and it is. There are some things where. You don't need more information to be able to uh, make a judgment. There, there's nothing that this guy could have done to cause an ordinary person to react this
1: way. But you're saying there's more to the story than meets the eye. Nope. Oh. <laughs> See? <laughs> Sometimes, sometimes people are just racist assholes. Yeah,
0: and there, look, there are things.
1: That, <laughs> I enjoyed that.
0: There are things. There are things that are not acceptable under any circumstances. There are also most most things mm-hmm. are only a tiny piece of the information yep. from one perspective, and it's most importantly. Incomplete information, and we're being judge and jury, and we are sentencing these people to a life sentence of being branded.
1: The- yeah, right. Well, the problem is, for whatever reason, I'm sure social scientists have a better theory than I do off the top of my head. But um, we human beings, this is like proving to be sort of a fatal flaw for humankind. We respond more respond to uh, anecdotes. Yeah, and and so, um. Like and I love the example of uh, of Rosa Parks. Um, I read something recently. I just read magazines and regurgitate them. It's pretty much the show. Um, <laughs> where obviously the whole busing discrimination thing was had been going on for a while, and obviously a lot of people had a problem with it for a long time. And there was um, the organization was in place to protest that. You know, as it turned out, really effectively. And they, but they kept on waiting for the exact right person to personify the problem and there were a number of people who had an identical story to Rosa Parks and they would like vet these people and mm-hmm. they'd go, oh, but this, this person was accused of shoplifting at some point. The counter narrative is too easy. We need to wait until... And then Rosa Parks is just this nice little grandmother that there's no negative on because those people understood correctly that they were not going to galvanize and mobilize people on the basis of this systemic Evil That was affecting hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people. They were going to mobilize people on the basis of one little old lady. Right. And so people respond to there's all sorts of negative things that are going on that are horrible catastrophes for thousands, hundreds, millions of people. But if they lack the the gotcha video. People don't really care. And unfortunately, even when they get the gotcha video, it never seems to make people want to address the underlying issue that caused that anecdotal. Example: They want to just kill the person who did no, the bad thing. Totally,
0: but it does have one positive effect, and that is, I think, people are more hesitant to act in um, uh, uh,
1: aggressive, vulgar way in public. At least, you know, it, they don't want to be the. Do you think that there are assholes who are like? And nobody thinks they're an asshole, but whatever assholes tell themselves, do you think that there are people who literally go, man, I would fucking go off right now, and I've got every right to go off on you, but I don't want to go viral. I don't need that shit. You really A oh,
0: wow. 100% I believe that happens. Okay. I do think there are people who are smart enough, dumb enough to be an asshole, but smart enough to know that- uh, this could potentially ruin their lives
1: uh, public figures I believe that you know celebrities and what have you hey they, you don't have to be though
0: you can be a random person traveling in Melbourne no 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 you don't have to be I believe that I believe, I believe they will that there, track you down
1: no I believe I think there are people who have lived long enough in the public eye or have enough to lose like uh, head of uh, head of you know head of state right. corporate titan what have you who go I can't be seen doing this even if I'm in there right, right. I just don't know that the average asshole has that kind of presence of mind or self control but you know, uh,
0: maybe it, um, if there is a positive that comes out of the <laughs> all the yeah. Um, yeah. pitchforks, then right. I guess that would be it.
1: You know what I also question every time we talk about this kind of stuff? And I I, I feel like there's a, a fair number of people who are just kind of like yelling at their radio while this is going on. Like, I don't think so. It's hard to. Well, here's the thing. And we only have a minute or so left. I, it's it's hard to know to what extent social media life reflects mainstream life it's hard to even know how much internet life i think that there are plenty of people who never got engaged with the internet in the first place because of age or just because it didn't interest them or because there's just not they don't live a lifestyle that lends itself to it. they're outside all the time and i think there are other people who are smart enough to have resisted it all along or at least to walk away from it and i feel like we all spend so much time talking about well the internet this and social media that and i wonder how many people who are listening to this right now and i love taking twitter polls and this kind of thing this is not something you can take a twitter poll on how many of you people are smart enough to just not have ever gotten involved in did you see what the president did tweeted today anyway I'd like to think that it's, a, it's a bigger number than, I don't think it is
0: I mean you know reposting and all that kind of stuff yeah. uh, uh, maybe it is pretty popular people around the office they'll say that kind of stuff
1: yep alright we gotta everybody. go thank you Will you're gonna be uh, what's your um, what's your angry taxi driver-esque Instagram again that's at Hollywood Walk on and, Instagram and you're performing live at Ellis Mania in Las Vegas I next am. weekend thank you Will thank you